Bit of a shocker last night. Battle of Alberta underway on the ice. And then a shocker from Jason Kenney. Now we have a race for a new United Conservative Party leader. After the Premier, Alberta Premier Jason Kenney announced last night he is stepping down. He got 51.4% in a review of his leadership, which is enough for him to keep the job. He was able to keep the job. He could have stayed, but he said, no, time to step aside. And it has all kinds of ramifications. By the way, if my teenager came home with a 51.4% on a test and said, I... What's what? Nothing to see here. I think I think we all know what the reaction would be. So that's tepid in terms of political support. Untenable for Kenny to stay on. But what does it mean for conservatism? It's it's fascinating. And to talk more about it, Laurie Turnbull, associate professor of political science at Dalhousie, Alex Boudelier, our senior national politics reporter for Global News. Welcome to you both, Jason Kenny. Whoa, who saw this coming, Laurie? Well, I mean, I saw the part coming about the 5149. I didn't think that was terribly surprising. But the part where he walked away, I didn't see that coming at all, largely because he set it up as the opposite, right? He said 50 plus one is enough for me and I'll stick around. And then when they said that the vote was going to be ready like earlier in the evening and then it kept being delayed and kept being delayed, it's like, what's going on here? And so it would have been great to be a fly on the wall for whatever conversations were transpiring. But I think, yeah, Kenny's departure is a shock. Yeah, Alex, your reaction? Uh, well, it's it's seismic. I think I think when he said that fifty plus one was enough for him, I think they were expecting to get sixty to sixty five percent, and so that would seem like a win. Obviously, that didn't happen, and you know it it reminds me of uh, another night in Edmonton uh, with a different political leader, uh, Thomas Mulcair, when he went up uh, for his leadership review after the twenty fifteen election and lost it outright. And I don't think anybody on his team thought that he would lose it outright. Otherwise, they would have said, boss, you need to step away now. So I think it, was, it did come as a surprise to, to Kenny's team based on everything that I'm hearing uh, over the last you know, 12 hours or so. Um, but obviously, you know, if, you, if you're presiding over a party that only 50, 51% uh, support your continued leadership, you're setting yourself up for a huge headache, right? I mean, Aaron O'Toole knows this very well. Andrew Shearer knows this very well. Um, that's not that's no kind of mandate to continue to lead your party, even with an election coming, uh, you know, sooner rather than later. Laurie, let's go up ten thousand feet here. What does this mean to conservatism? I mean, obviously, that's a base for the Conservative Party, Alberta. What does it mean that Kenny can't hold on? Yeah, I mean, definitely, I think this poses questions around the conservative movement because that's a big part of it. It's like the the party is clearly divided about Kenny, but I think there's also, you know, as Kenny has spoken to himself, factions of the party that it's going to be really difficult to have them all put their arms around the same person anyway. And so I think in some ways this the the outcome with Kenny kind of speaks to the fact that the the merger on the conservative side, both in Alberta and federally, is not totally settled yet, not at all. And so this puts a bit of a spotlight of the same issues happening in the federal conservative race, where you see, you know, not a whole lot of overlap sometimes between some of the candidates in terms of how they're approaching things. But then on the other hand, you have Doug Ford, who seems to be walking to, you know, a pretty sure thing, victory kind of thing, right? Like, and so it seems to be, depending on your jurisdiction, conservatism is in a different state. Yeah, I here here's my thought on that real quick is that 
you know, Doug Ford's not an ideologue. Um, yes, he's not right. Jason Kenny. He's a populist. You know, he 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 runs to be liked. He goes to where he goes to where the people want to have selfies with him. And right now, that's on construction sites. Um, and he's riding that to what looks like another majority. Uh, Alex, to you and what it means for you know, the conservative federal uh, leadership in terms of what we're seeing, that fractious nature in Alberta, and, and now the fractious nature of that race and whether or not we're going to see a split because of the things that Polieva said recently. Yeah, I mean, job number one for any conservative leader, be it provincial or federal, is to unite the party behind them and get everybody rowing in the same direction. And that is a significant challenge. Just, again, ask Andrew Shear, ask Aaron O'Toole, and now ask Jason Kenney. Um, you know, the one person who was very successful at doing that on the federal level was Stephen Harper. And since then, the party has really not had anyone that they could coalesce around. Now, in the context of the current leadership race, I think that that's a very interesting question, right? Because certainly Pierre Polyev has the support from the caucus. He seems to have support from the existing membership and, and you know, the new members that he's drawing out to his, his rallies and that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, he's also very sharp elbowed when it comes to his competition, right? Jean Charest is just not wrong. He's a liberal. You know, Patrick Brown is just not, uh, you know, uh, trying to uh, secure political power, but he's a liar. And I think when you run a race like that, you make the job much more difficult in terms of bringing the party behind you. Because while, you know, he might have the support of 60, 70 percent of the existing membership and MPs and senators, um, you know, that 30% is still important and you still have to win in places that are not Alberta, Saskatchewan and Manitoba if you have any hope of, of you know, forming a government. It's like uh, James Moore, the former cabinet minister, said on the West Block a few weeks back, do you want to be in politics or do you want to be in government? And I think that that's a very open question for the conservative movement right now. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great point and a great quote. Uh, Laurie, is there... It has Polyev laid a bit of a landmine for himself with his um, pledge to fire the uh, Bank of Canada governor? I think he has because it invites criticism and accountability from people, you know, like David Dodge, who in no other circumstances would engage on a topic like this and, you know, would never engage in something that's been, sh you know, shot across the bow in a leadership race at all, right? That's not, that's not his scene. But the fact that Pierre Polyev's plan, you know, around the bank, and even to talk about it, even if he wouldn't do it when the time came, is dangerous. And it's giving people a sense that, you know, th things are not really as they seem, you know, and, and gives people a false impression of how the Bank of Canada works to the extent that people understand or think about that at all. And so I think, yeah, you know, like he, it's, there's a sense in which he's attacking institutions that are not in a position really to defend themselves against a politician. And he's doing so in a way that's reckless without actual regard for how things work. And he's trying to get away with it, hoping that people won't call him out on it. But when people do, then, you know, people who are thinking about economic policy and fiscal policy in Canada, and they're really looking at who they want to support as possibly the next prime minister, they're going to take a kind of rebuke like that very seriously. Hmm. Lori, appreciate your time. Alex, be well. Thanks. Always a pleasure. Take care.